1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Senator Cruz, good morning. How are you? Hugh, good morning. Always a pleasure to be with you. Well, I hope you, this goes better than yesterday. I had a great conversation with Matthew McConaughey yesterday, and the audio file corrupted. So we, it was a nightmare in the end. I spent all day doing it, and now we got to repair it. Senator, tell me a little bit about this basic question. We are, the president trails the president-elect by 12,337 votes in Georgia, which has 16 electoral votes, 14,746 votes in Arizona, which has 11 electoral votes, 20,557 votes in Wisconsin, which has 10 EVs, 36,186 votes in Nevada, which has six, and 45,296 in Pennsylvania has 20. I am looking for an evidence-based argument on the most plausible path to a Donald Trump win. What is it?
0: Well, at at this point, we don't know what that path is, other than litigation, success, and the multiple lawsuits that have been filed. You're right that there are multiple states that need to be flipped uh, in order for the result to be a re-election of President Trump. And each of those states, they have recounts pending where they have other litigation filed challenging the outcome, challenging the legality uh, of at least some of the votes that were cast in, in those races. And And the way our legal system works, and the way our electoral system works is is those legal challenges have to be concluded before we have a definitive result in the election. An awful lot of the media is trying to to stop the process early, say, never mind what the courts say, never mind what the law says. We want to declare Biden the winner now. And, and, And that's not actually the way our judicial system works. Those cases need to be resolved, and I expect that they will be resolved expeditiously, I expect within the next several weeks.
1: Senator, I tried to explain to the audience, the American legal process follows roughly this path. Allegations, followed by evidence, followed by rulings, followed by a judgment. Right now, Team Trump is compiling evidence. They have evidence challenging a few hundred votes in Nevada, and they have some allegations without evidence concerning improprieties in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. But I do not yet see any plausible path. I'm open to it. I'm praying for it. I just got to, you're praying for it? Yes, I want him to win. I'm praying for it. I think it's better for the country. But have you seen something that I haven't seen yet that persuades you there is a plausible path yet to be announced by Team Trump?
0: We have not yet seen a comprehensive presentation of evidence. I am hopeful that we will. Uh, As you note, we're in the very early stages of litigation. To file a complaint, one need not have all of the evidence assembled. Uh, But the way this is going to be resolved, as you know, it's not going to be you or me making the assessment as the evidence persuasive. The way it's going to be resolved is the lawyers for the two campaigns are going to present their case before a court of law. A court of law exists may well have a jury, may be a trial before a judge, may vary state by state, but a court of law exists to determine questions of fact and questions of law. And so the court will hear the actual evidence, will examine whether it's statistical evidence, whether it is witness evidence, whether it is direct evidence of tampering or of illegal votes cast. The courts in each of the respective cases will adjudicate these cases and make those factual determinations. And so, you know, right now, it, it is very difficult for, for an informed citizen to have a clear picture of what exactly happened and what's true and what's not. You know, you and I and all of us, we, we see an allegation here, an allegation there. You see something on Twitter, a lot of it sounds bad. You don't know if it's true or not. But that's kind of the wild west of social media. Thankfully, our legal process operates differently, so we will have fact finders making determinations of fact, and it will be those determinations of fact that will be used to resolve the legal questions in the case and ultimately make a determination about who won each state and ultimately who won the entire election pursuant to the law.
1: Uh, that is exactly correct. Now, betting people would say the president has a probability of less than 1%, but we're not a betting people. We're a rule of law people. Now, Senator, before I move to the media, uh, which I have got a paddle out, um, I want to close with an appeal. I've not been asked by the president or anyone else what I would do, but if I were king of the forest, not queen, not duke, not earl, I'd go get John Kyle or Jim Talent, a lawyer of estimable ability and stature beyond repute and integrity that is not in question, and I would make them ground zero for everything so they could explain, as you just did, with access to every allegation and every fact, what is going on because... Team Trump has had a communications failure, and that's not the president's fault. It's just that they haven't named the right person. Do you agree? And what do you think of my nominees for that job?
0: So I absolutely agree. I've had multiple conversations over the past week with the president, with the White House, with Jared. Um, And one of the things that I have urged them is that they need to bring in significant additional legal firepower. That, that, that a battle like this takes some serious legal horses this kind of litigation to get it resolved it has to be resolved in a matter of weeks it takes trial lawyers who've tried hundreds of cases who know how to do it who know how to analyze the evidence who know how to put it on and it also takes people who can explain it to the public and right now uh the, the, their team is not doing that as well as they should be so i have emphatically urge them to bring in reinforcements. I've offered myself personally to help them, uh, although I'm not practicing law anymore. But but 20 years ago, I was part of the legal team that litigated Bush versus Gore. And I was on the ground in Tallahassee those 36 days of, of that chaos. And I saw the incredible team of all-stars that came together for Bush versus Gore. I would very much like to see uh, a similar team come together for President Trump to litigate these cases as effectively as possible i i I hope they go down that road
1: now let me switch to the media now i like anderson cooper i've done a lot of work with him i am using this excerpt only because it is illustrative of the frenzy uh at cnn and in other places and uh, that i think is destructive of confidence in the republic this is what anderson said last night in it's so wild, I'm not going to play it all the way through. I'm not taking it out of context. He goes on then, but listen to this, cut number three. David, you know,
0: in the mid-90s, I think it was like 96, I was in, um, in Kinshasa uh, in the waning days of Mobutu, and Mobutu was a you know pretty awful dictator. And when he finally fled the country and the rebel, rebels were moving uh, to take the capital, his son drove around in a pickup truck with a machine gun, and settling scores with people he felt had not been supported enough with Mobutu. Thankfully, it hasn't come to that here, but I can't believe we're in a situation where, a, you know, a transfer of power is not, we're, we're, I can't believe we are in this situation here. It just seems so yeah. petty, and I, I know it's about Georgia.
1: Senator, that's all we need to hear, okay? It doesn't matter what follows <laughs> afterwards. He has put into the context of a legitimate rule of law series of, a, of investigations that will resolve themselves, he has put in the context of Zaire and massacre. That is crazy.
0: Well, it is, uh, although I'd make three observations. Number one, something I have learned in recent years, is the incredible power of network executives. I I don't blame Anderson for that idiocy. I I blame Jeff Zucker. I blame the leadership at CNN. The leadership at CNN has made a corporate decision that they institutionally loathe Donald Trump and that every word out of every anchor of theirs on air will be attacking Trump at all times using the most hyperbolic language possible. They've destroyed what used to be an effective news organization. They don't do that anymore. They just – foam at the mouth, and, and and I don't blame the on-air talent nearly as much as the corporate execs who are driving that decision throughout the institution. A second observation, the rhetoric, the, the overheated rhetoric we've seen for four years. We've seen uh, network after network scream treason to scream he's like Hitler. So, I mean, it, it has been unhinged from the day President Trump was elected. But here's the third point, and 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 it's it, it, it is a, something consistent over the last four years, which is the media and the left engages in projection. Whatever they accuse you of doing is often what they are in fact doing. So you know he talked about about seeking revenge and punishment uh, for for those of of the other party. Let's be clear, Robert Reich, Bill Clinton's former labor. Uh, secretary has called for truth and reconciliation commissions to go and punish anyone that served in the trump administration the left is forming organizations to target every single employee of the trump administration every schedule c political employee every single donor if you went online and contributed contributed to the president they have stated their goals to destroy your jobs, to make you unemployable, to go after you, to punish you, and effectively to salt the earth. And so there's an irony that they're claiming the retribution is, is coming from the right, while at the same time, the AOCs of the world and the hard left are promising the kind of retribution we see in banana republics. Do I think they're going to drive in, machine, in jeeps with machine guns? No, but I do think we're going to see social media campaigns designed to target employers and cost people their jobs because they dared to make the decision that they supported the Trump administration. And I think that vicious leftism is wrong. And and, and, it, and I think Tucker is projecting when he talks about it. You mean Anderson? Anderson rather, Anderson. Uh, No, I
1: have one, one thing to say for every anchor. Again, I think Anderson is a fine anchor and that was just out of character. But uh, anyone who talks about a coup or intimates anything like that has to check their conscience at the door. It is, it is endangering the republic. Let me ask you about Georgia. Because Joe Manchin went on, Brett Barrett, yesterday and said, don't worry, I'm not going to pack the Supreme Court, I'm not going to reduce the filibuster. I am here telling people, if we do not win those two Senate seats in Georgia, Joe Manchin does not matter. His pledge doesn't do a thing. Uh, Chuck Schumer, his first vote will be for Chuck Schumer. He'll have the majority. You have one minute, Senator Cruz. Am I right?
0: You are absolutely right. And, and if you care about our republic, the, there is an election that has an existential threat to this country, and it is January 5th, two Senate runoffs in Georgia. I, I have told both David Perdue and Kelly Leftler, I'm all in. Anything I can do, I will do. I'm going to Georgia. I'm campaigning. I'm raising money because if they win, we have a Republican Senate. If they lose, Chuck Schumer is majority leader. If Chuck Schumer is majority leader – they will end the filibuster. They will pass a massive tax cut. They will enact much tax of the- hike. Will destroy Tax hike. Millions of small businesses, and they will pack the court.
1: Massive that tax hike. That will happen. Right? What? Y- you said massive tax cut. They'll pass a massive tax hike. Hike. Massive tax hike, yes. but
0: You you are- All of that will happen, and they will pack the U.S. Supreme Court, and they'll add to new state. Every bit of that will happen. Joe Manchin, when he went on Fox yesterday- was campaigning for the Democrats in Georgia. That's why he's saying that. I serve with Joe. I like him. He's a perfectly nice guy. None of the Democrats have the strength to stand up to Chuck Schumer and, and the Hive. It, it, for Star Trek fans, it is the Borg. It is one single status collective. And if they get a majority, they will use their power. It's why Georgia matters so much, because it's the difference between saving the Republic or going off the cliff into the darkness.
1: Uh, he should have been asked what your first vote will be, and it will be to make Chuck Schumer the majority leader. Thank you, Senator Ted Cruz. Great interview per usual. Keep it up. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Hugh Hewitt for TownHall.com. Republicans should be on to Georgia. Bill Belichick, coach of the New England Patriots, had a line from his most famous news conference ever. After a 41-14 to loss to the Kansas City Chiefs in 2014, Belichick answered question after question with, We're on to Cincinnati. After Joe Biden's victory was declared by media organizations on Saturday, the mantra of Republicans for the next two months should be, we are on to Georgia. Because on January 5, Georgians will decide two United States Senate seats and run off election. The course of the nation over the next two years is in the balance. If Republican Senators David Perdue and Kelly Leffler win, Americans will have divided government and compromise. If left-wing, indeed radical Democratic challengers John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock win, the nation will see Supreme Court packing cuts in the military spending and socialized medicine. If Trump wants a comeback in 2024, it starts in the Peach State on January 5. We are on to Georgia.
0: publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu